How are you? Oh, it's so nice to see you. And let's call it what it is. Why do people say that? It's nice to see you like now. I can't see you. I can't, I can't even see my co-host. So so who am I bullshitting? Yeah, and I started with a curse. Eat it, Winston. Um, I It was funny, though, as I was... And welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, I, I was thinking about it before we got into it. I really like talking to these guys. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just on air because I don't, I don't call them. They don't text me. That's what that, I'm lying to you again. I don't know what, what I'm doing. This Is it maybe because I had an edible? It's maybe. It's possible. But we're talking about this movie, which everybody was probably on edibles when they made it. And that's Batman Forever. Did you like that transition? Slick. All right, listen. This is going to be a fun one. This is the rewatch of Batman Forever. We're doing a whole Batman rewatch of a series of, of the, because we're leading into the Batman. We're leading into the Batman with Pattinson. We decided we can only, Miss Coy was the only one who did math and realized that we could do seven uh, episodes total. So we did the Burton one, the two Burton. We're going to do the two Schumacher and then we're going to do Nolan and then we'll get into the Batman. We'll do spoiler reviews and non-spoiler reviews and all that stuff. So definitely be doing that. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, I, I, I just need you to show an ounce of class, just a little bit of class, and hit that subscribe button. Just That's all we're asking for, an ounce, and, and hit the notification button. That'll give that extra ounce. Patreon, we're pushing, we're moving. SEN Live is now three episodes a month. It says two, but you guys got it to over 250 patrons, so now it's SEN Live is three episodes a month. And if we get to 500 patrons, they'll do four a month. We got the rewatches. We're going to do one rewatch at the at the end or middle of the month we got a whole bunch right now we're going to do a poll for the patrons to guess which one that is and it depends on the movie maybe coy and winston will be with me uh maybe there'll be some some new peeps for those episodes and then we got bonus episodes we're going to do we, everyone's always asking us to do live why don't you do a live episode why don't you do live anymore you don't do live well we're going to do one bonus live episode whether it's a, a big thing or or sith council just a q and a it'll be fun Okay, let's get into the rewatch. It is myself, it is Winston A. Marshall, and it is Koi Jandrew, and we're doing Batman Forever. Let's hit it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the big thing. Um, okay. I'm ready to talk about this movie. It's, it is, I think, 1995. When it came out, Batman Forever, Val Kilmer, Nicole Kidman, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey. And I got a cat. Get out of here, cat. Cats from, I don't know. I, I wouldn't yell at my cat. I don't have a cat. So whose cat is in my backyard? Anyway, it is Winston. It is Koi. What's up, guys? It was such a whirlwind opening. So much happened. Thank there you. was a lot going on. Like <laughs> for real. I'm glad. I'm glad you're good, man. <laughs> Who says? Who says? It was like a Mr. Rogers tone, and then he realized he does talk to us and references talking to us. And then realizes like we text, so he's like, it just it was a whirlwind. It was a lot. It, was, it turned. It went from Mr. Rogers to Deadpool. Very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. Efficiently. Very very quickly. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, a cat. First the squirrels and the cats and dogs. I mean, this is like I got a zoo. See. Perfect. You did you just make that cat leave that cat alone? You're making that cat do that. <laughs> He's in your house. And the yeah. call is coming from inside well, your I house. Should, I should send the dude over because the dude, the dude is now growing his balls and he's starting to hump things. So oh Spidey, let's stay over on this side yeah. of things. Cat better, watch out. <laughs> cat better watch out. Um anyway, so Batman Forever, guys. 
I, so Winston, I think last time when we spoke, I said, you know what I think is going to wind up happening is I think I'm going to wind up liking Batman Returns more so over Batman Forever. I, and and I got to tell, right? tell you, I was wrong because this movie is way more enjoyable to watch. Thank now. you. However, thank you. However, what I will acknowledge is this. And I've said this before about Star Wars movies and other things. Tim Burton, Tim Burton's Batman uh, Returns is a better made film as a filmmaking. I mean, there's not even comparison uh, as opposed to this kind I mean, of yes. enjoyable versus quality is real with these movies. This is fast but, food. This is fast food. This is cotton candy. It, is, yeah. it is. Remember, they did a partnership with McDonald's. We talked about it before. Yeah. But, I mean, for those that I don't know if you guys knew or like paid attention at the beginning. I mean, Burton produced this. So it, it's, and they, and they hold on that longer than directed by. Yes, they and, do. And they have a character at the end of the movie. Who's Dr. Burton, Dr. Burton. Exactly. Like Tim, and he looks like Tim Burton. So, I mean, it's, yeah, he was, he was involved ish, but, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's the most fast food. I think a movie has actually come out because the opening line Batman has is I'll get drive through. Like the I'll first thing yep. Batman says in a movie, that's insane. Like how did, what contract was Alfred's first line is sandwich and his is drive through. That's crazy. It it made it made. Well, it was in the it, McDonald's it, commercial. It, it was so in your face. It made Michael Bay movies look like uh, independent. <laughs> That's how Armageddon got on Criterion. They saw this. Do y'all, do y'all not remember the McDonald's commercial? Because they actually they, they did a commercial for McDonald's in partnership with Batman Forever. I remember distinctly as a kid where it'd be like, do you like a sandwich? No. I'll get drive through. Yeah, and yeah. Like it'd be like, come to McDonald's and get the Batman Forever cups. Like I distinctly remember that as a kid. It's, it's so in your face, like everything about it. And and I mean the marketing and the I, I the seal song, Kiss from a Rose. Is it even in the movie? No, it's in the second part of the credits. It's not even in the top of the credits. I didn't even hear it. I was like, I was like, I remember that it was so you couldn't go anywhere in in summertime. You couldn't I, I remember I remember dating a girl at that point in time and that song came on and it that now because that song played so much it, it was yeah. blasting and i just remember and i can't get that memory out of my head because that song was so it was just so part yeah. of culture yeah and yeah and the, and the second i was oh that's and i remember saying bringing that we're bringing up that story of oh it's the batman song everyone called it the batman song and it's not even in the movie yeah I mean, right. but that but that just goes to show. Remember the '90s; it was all about them soundtracks. So you're talking about really selling, actually man. buying the yeah. disc, bro. Because you also had U2's "Kiss Me, Kill Me." Uh, what? That's right. Uh, That's which right. is the you first song in the credits. Song. I listened That's to the whole credits because I was credits. curious yeah. where it was. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find it. Cool, you know, I because I, I remember the the U2 song very much. So, um, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. I said, is is Seal song not even in this? Even in the credits, and I just I stopped <laughs> because I what I did is I did the stupid thing. I, I was like, you know what? I got a little time left. I'm gonna watch the first ten minutes of Batman and Robin. You can't do that to yourself. You don't just you that. just you just know. can't until well, you have to. You can't. You know you, you should gotta bolster. You gotta fortify. You really do. But this movie, the tone of it. Now I told. I remember Winston? I said last week. I was like, I don't know what I'm in for because the as you just mentioned, the first that was I'll get drive through. Luckily enough, the it it doesn't stay that way the entire movie. The colors and everything is so, this is the difference between Burton in this movie. Burton went through stages in that second movie of is it like a really dark film? Is it a dark comedy? Is it like it, there, there were some really kind of disturbing images and everything, too? And it right. and then is it a cartoon? Right. This is pure cartoon. There is there is nothing right. else. That, it is pure cartoon. Even the darkest moments, pure cartoon. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how you felt about it, Winston. 
I mean, it's this has a special place in my heart. Uh, I put up my list of of my Batman films uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think I tagged you both in it because I think Coy did it too. And I, yeah, I, I shared my take until we watched the movies. You know, professionals. But no, that, that was my that was my pre watch. Oh, that was my oh. pre watch. Yeah, thing. I might adjust mine too. In fairness. Yeah, you never know. But I, but this the, the, that's the thing. This one, this one right here, this is this is the high school love, man. This is the you can't no matter what you do, I can objectively say that there are other better Batman movies and ones that it just I has have a place in your heart. It has, it has a place in your heart. Special place, bro. That's I, what I was, quote, I was hitting yeah. quotes like but that's, but that's the thing, dude. So that when and I see that in the comments a lot for this channel in general, for this channel in general, is that people like to come here now because they don't feel like they're if they ha if they like a movie, someone's gonna tell them why they're wrong for liking it. Like I, I didn't see to single to every person last week that liked Batman Returns. Like I, like I said in the beginning of it, I get it. I hate it, but I get why you love it. I get why you have that attachment to it for different moments. Same thing with this. Like I won't I won't lie to you. There was like I remember seeing this in the theater. And feeling the same way, Winston, like this, it was just, and I think because I didn't like Batman Returns even back then, that I was, I just was hoping for some kind of fun Batman movie, and that's what this is, and it is a very cartoony movie. It's, it's not good. I mean, it's not. It's fun. It's fun movie, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of silly. It's a cute. There's Dude, good in it. There, it no, don't yes. don't get don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I yes. agree with you because Jim Carrey goes full Ace Ventura. Multiple it's a Jim Carrey times. movie. This like yeah. I I would argue against somebody who says that the first Batman is a Jack Nicholson movie. It leans heavily on him. There's no doubt. But this is a Jim Carrey movie. It's weird how the first four are really villain movies. Even with Batman getting eight times the screen time in this right. one, it is very much a Joker movie, a Penguin movie, and a Riddler movie as yep. you go through this journey. And Batman, like, I, I remember thinking the first eight minutes of this movie that this is as much Batman as the first 52 minutes that you pointed out of Batman Returns. Because right. the whole opening is just Batman action. And there's a really funny moment where Val Kilmer, who's, like, such an incredible actor, like Heat and Tombstone and even Top Gun, like, he brings gravitas. But there's a moment where he has to, like, run around a corner and you can see his arm, like, throw the cape out behind him. And I was like, what must that have been like for a guy coming off these sets to be like, I'm going to be the Batman. And if you watch the documentary, he talks about how it's great to want to be Batman, but not great yeah. to play Batman. You're and I saw the, the moment, the, 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 the Val documentary, the moment oh, he was playing through. Batman, that cape throw, it just broke my heart for him. Yeah. Did you watch it, Winston? I watched, I watched like probably the first quarter or first half of it. So I didn't you get to the Batman, Batman part. You watched the Batman part. I didn't get to the Batman part. You should have fast forwarded to that part. Well, I didn't know what I was looking for. I thought I had to watch the whole documentary. You didn't specify. Is it not a great documentary? The whole doc is great. So though. far, no, so far it's good. It's just one of those things that, like, I unfortunately was watching while I was trying to work. And so when I stopped working, I was like, I'm going to have to come back to this. And I just didn't have time. Yeah. To come back. Well, so, but as Coy was saying, like, he, he had this idea. He was so excited to play Batman, especially you have to also think about the time, right? Like, Michael Keaton was Batman. Like, he had, right. he had taken that. Thing where everyone in 88 or the late late 88 when he was cast or whatever it was um he said he, you know, people were michael keaton what he's not gonna be batman and then by the second one you're like oh he's got to come back it's batman it's batman and we didn't have the same type of thing where who's going to be the big su superhero that was the story that was the main story and it's a, it was a big piece of news when jim morrison <laughs> got <laughs> as um as batman so it was a massive thing for him it was a massive starting but he was he was miserably hated the suit 
couldn't stand the suit, could barely move in the suit. And as Corey said, you could you could tell when he's when he's running around doing it. But what I noticed watching it back this time, what I did like about both 89 and Batman Returns was the love story between Bruce and whether it was Selena and Bruce and um and Vicky Vale. They dropped the ball in this one. Like in the beginning, it starts off with Chase, Chase Meridian, right? And so okay. it's it starts, it starts with that and it, it leading up to it. And then once Robin comes in, she disappears for like 45 minutes and she just kind of pops back in. And, and Nicole Kidman was still a star, not as big of a star as she is now. And I feel like she's you could throw a you could throw a, a, a penny at any DVD on your shelf for the last five years. And Nicole Kidman's probably in it. Um, she's in everything, and if she's not in it, she's talking about the movie beforehand because AMC is where movies God are better. Bro, I'm so pissed now. Now that when I go ever I go to AMC to see shit because I got a list, people fucking applaud when she comes on screen. Winston like, Payne feels happened. a little bit better in a place like this. Oh my god! Every single <laughs> time I've gone to a movie for the last month and a oh, half, oh Christian hasn't been back. He doesn't get this reference. People fucking applaud. Second one in in thirty six seconds. But you know what I realized though, Winston? I don't know why. I don't know why I care that you curse on this one because I think I think for a for Batman for big, big thing. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> what I think it was for Spider Man's more wholesome. I think Spider Man's you know for Batman. You can't hold a beer in the comic books. Here it's Batman. No, no, I'll tell you. Fair. And uh, but but he, let's but let's just try to limit it. Um, right, right, there it is. Those are my two. Yeah, but either either, either, either way. Um, uh, that to me was dropped, and because they were setting it up. Hey, cut that out. Will you? Uh, they they had At the timing on that. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, it's, it's like the force, but but either either way, uh, and the Robin stuff, and it is. It's a cartoon. It's like a cartoon. Chris O'Donnell's fine. This there's like two scene. scenes that aren't cartoons, and they feel really out of place. Which which there's, one? The one scene where he's talking about therapy and talking about his family and he's revealing right. his, his, yeah, his self to her. Yeah, that's and a then this moment. It's just another but it doesn't to... fit the rest of the movie. No, like that's the one scene where it's like, oh, Val Kilmer's here. Like they let Val Kilmer be an actor for a second. Right. I, I, I would guess, to be honest with you, it felt like Schumacher really wanted to lean into the 66 stuff. Yeah. And I think Burton being a producer on it was like, we need to have some gravitas here. So I think that that may have been Burton and Kilmer being like, bro, you need to give us a moment with Bruce. You're giving, I, apparently you're there's a whole Schumacher cut. There's a three hour cut with more of the bat, more of the backstory, more of the parents. There's apparently I like, given, I think you're giving too much credit on how involved Burton was. <laughs> you think it was just a name only? I don't think Burton wanted anything to do with Batman after, after they took him off of it. I, you I know, when you do like a, you, you do the pilot. Credit. Like the pilot no, of a no, TV no, show, sure. how you get paid forever. You're I still, feel like you still get the created by. I understand. He's that. like, I, I he, he's like yeah, yeah. He's like, listen. He's. I'll tell you what. Fine. Give me my producer money. Put my name in the credits. Is so you're gonna take me off? Because uh, he he's no dummy. He, he knew it would still make money. So he yeah. made he made he made cash and forever made more than Batman Returns anyway. So he yes, he did. was laughing all the way to the bank. So that's not you know. But for, so, but I don't think he was involved because I, he, there's no there's no minus that thing. But his name and at the end. With uh, with the character that looks like him, there's nothing that felt like a Tim Burton movie. This felt like it, it, this didn't have didn't really have a style. It's just like, oh, we need colors, and we need, oh yeah, can you, hey, can you put a spotlight on both Batman and Robin's ass at one point? 
Well, there's what? a lot of like Dutch angles and the color palette is really Schumacher, but it's not until the fourth one where I feel like kind of like Batman and Batman Returns. I do feel like there's a moment where it's like, oh, it did well. Now we'll let it be yours. Because yeah. the fourth one has a lot more of the Schumacher, um, yeah. like the Lost Boys and Fan of the Opera have a lot of that weird operatic grandiose tilt into Dutch angle. And there's a lot of tilts into Dutch angles in the fourth one. So I feel like this was the studio with a little dash of Schumacher and the next one's a lot more Schumacher. Also, oh, no, no, no. No, no, the fourth, the fourth one, dude. He goes, he was overpowered in the fourth one. Oh, he, is it the fourth one that, that is less Schumacher? Because I thought so, that was way more of his visual aesthetic. What they t- yes, but what they told him was they wanted more cartoony. They wanted it over the so top, like the credit card shit, and and like yes. the he, yeah. He, he just went. He I think that what he said in an interview was something along like they just said sell toys, sell toys, sell toys, and it, he it was pretty much just a big commercial with a lot of you know over the top stuff. And he's like, all right, fine, then I'll just he he didn't he didn't have a passion or a, like a major love to where he was doing fighting because you look at his other movies. He's a genius, man. He's so slept movies. on great yeah. movies, like great yeah. movies. And he can get, he can get serious. He can get, you know, he can get dark. He was asked to do a job and he did the job both times. First time they said, we'll do it this way and say, okay, I'll just They want a little bit more fun than, than what Tim does. And, this. and he did the job. It's like, because the reason why, you know, he's a good, he's really a great director he was still working after Batman and Robin. Most people yeah. wouldn't be able to come back from that. And he got to go back to his work. I feel like this was one of those, like when an actor does like two for you, one yeah. for me. This yeah. was the the studio stuff so he can make phone booths, so he can phone make booth. Tigerland, so he can make... Great, yeah. Yeah, phone booths incredible. Phone and he kept working phone up until he... Like, we only recently lost him and he was still working. Like he's one of those right. directors, I hate that he's associated with these two because these are perfectly fun, but they're not him. They're not him. That's right. That's exactly right. Like when you look at he, his name's attached to it, but like it, it sh- and it shouldn't. And I don't think it did towards the end of getting like an audible groan of what do you need? Oh, my wife needs the keys, everybody. Hey, so, <laughs> come here for a second. Come here. Come here. Come here, come here for a second. I want to say, you say hi. Come here. Oh. Ah. <laughs> that little mafioso face. It is, it is. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I'm She's like, you gonna use me for views? Look, 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 right look at that. Look at that camera right there. <laughs> Bro, she looks just <laughs> like you, man. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's I've seen you make those faces. Oh, she does look like me. It's poor kid. Um <laughs> But like what 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 I was saying is like the visual aesthetic yeah. style feels authentic to the director, but it's like more like the cinematographer he used or whatever got his flavor, but nothing else in the movie feels like a Schumacher film. So yeah. I do feel like the fourth one they let him do more of his Dutch angle pivot as aesthetic, but at no point except for that one scene with Val Kilmer does it feel like a movie that he would have done otherwise. Right. No, I think he did. I, I look as a director, I think he did the job that he was asked to do. Um, and the the script wasn't it, it was silly, you know, and and but. If you look at it as just a pure Batman cartoon, like a a cotton candy, just kind of just pure carbs, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it. And as much as I say that it is a Jim Carrey movie, that's not a slight. Jim Carrey was like the biggest star in the world at that point. 95 yeah. is when he was starting to pop. And you hear his story. I don't know if you ever heard his story on Howard Stern when he talked about Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey, which is not a surprise because really? Tommy Lee Jones, oh, he hated him. Do you know the quote? It was something like, I don't understand your nonsense or something like it's, that. It's one of the, it's the most Tommy Lee Jones quote of all time. He comes over to Jim Carrey and he yeah. says, 
I will not sanction your buffoonery. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I will not sanction your buffoonery. I will ne- I I remember hearing that before I knew either of those words. And as I got older, I was like, that's the best jab of all time. Like, oh, I will yeah. not sanction your buffoonery. I got it. You know what? I'm gonna see if I can play the clip of Jim Carrey. It's Carrick. gold. I'm gonna see if I can play Jim Carrey. Like, you can picture Tommy Lee Jones using those words day to day, but then directed at Jim Carrey, that's high art. That's better than the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find it because I I I'd like to play. Yeah, he's, he said. The, and Tommy Lee Jones is having fun too. I mean, the moment in the opening action scene, there's that uncorking of the ear, like where they go poop when they when the guy takes out his uh his hearing aid. I was like, oh, this right. is an Adam West movie. Tommy Lee, my hearing aid. Oh, that guy was at an eleven. Good God! My, my wife walked in. She he really was. My my wife walked into that scene, and we were, it was the beginning. We were watching it because she walked out as soon as it was over. But she said, uh, she goes, uh, who says, oh no? In the middle of like you know something like that, she goes. They should say, "Oh shit!" Right? Because like at that point, he goes, "Oh no!" And he does it again. <laughs> it's like the no more dead cops guy from Dark Knight got a whole yeah. scene. Uh, he tells now he's telling he tells uh he's telling Norm McDonald on this clip. I don't know if it's hold on. It seems That's what Tommy Lee Jones said to me too. He said he, he, he couldn't sanction my buffoonery. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't sanction my buffoonery. What movie is that? And that's when we did Batman. Yeah. Like, Wait, you're the star, though. I was the star. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Did you ever have this problem with Phenomenal guys, actor, with guys who were like, "I'm a better actor than this fucking movie star"? Did you ever get that? No, because there was no me. <laughs> oh, but I mean, uh, uh, the guy that Tommy Lee Jones was talking to. Oh, the guy that Tommy Lee Jones was talking to. Or was, yeah, he was. was at a restaurant, and he and and uh, you know. The mentor D said, "Oh, Tommy, I hear you're working with Tommy D. Jones. He's over in the corner having uh, having dinner." Uh, and uh, and I went over and I said, "Oh, yeah, great." I went over and I, I said, "Hey, Tommy, how you doing?" Like that, and the blood just drained from his face, <laughs> like oh. like he had been thinking about me 24. We'd hours. already done the movie. He was just fucking. No, no, it was oh. before the biggest scene we have together oh. in the movie, and the blood just drained from his face, and he got he started shaking. And he got up and he went mm, ah, 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 like this. He must have been in mid kill me fantasy or something like that. He's like ah, 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 like this. And he went like to hug me and yeah. he said, I hate you. Like that. And 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 I, I said, gee, man, what's what's the problem? And I pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. <laughs> And uh, he said, I cannot sanction your buffoon. <laughs> My theory on that would be. That's a great it's so good. That's from Norm, Norm McDonald's uh, show. But yeah, um, that, yeah, he, he, he hated him. I hope I he hated him. He hated him. I, it's such a great turn of phrase, too. Yeah, it, but, it, well, it's ridiculous. I, I feel like I have to use it on people, but it doesn't surprise me. I actually went to the same uh, private school, like from elementary to middle school, as Tommy Lee Jones. And like, there were the people there year. that. Huh? Same year. Same same year as well. Black yeah, you crack, look great. Baby. Moisturized. Black, good. Black, good. Black, black don't crack. Hey man, a vino with the with the, with the oatmeal. <laughs> with the moisturizer next with the to you. Need, to, need to send some of that to me and Roca. Yeah, I can use some. <laughs> but but it was one of those schools where you either because it was such an uptight like kind of place, you either were a complete ass yeah. or you were took it super seriously. So I guarantee you that is not the first time he said that. He said that to oh, some of dude, his classmates. No way. Yeah, he probably says it to he he's he's notorious on the top of most reporters list of the worst interview. He hates media. He, he he makes everybody feel miserable and he certainly did the same thing to Jim Carrey. However, 
I, I still think that that Tommy Lee Jones is is the big out of everybody in this movie, even more so than Jim Carrey. He's the most cartoony. He's oh, I, I feel like this was the thing he did to like vent ten years of frustration. Like he, he got he, so much therapy out of this. He was he didn't he didn't he was he was having a lot of fun with it, and he was so over the top. And he and all he did in the whole movie was this <laughs> and run away. <laughs> That's what you do half. Yeah, but oh, what I will say, as much as he wasn't sanctioning the buffoonery, you couldn't tell on screen. He was playing along with Jim Carrey like they were best buddies. Like he was, yeah. and, he, and he was able to use that frustration as Two Face. So, as much as you want to say about how grouchy of an old man Tommy Lee Jones is, he's a master. He is an I mean, actor. He's a master. He, he is. There's a reason why he's gotten all of the nods that he has over the years because he's never actually won, right? I don't, but he, but no. he's gotten he's gotten a, he's gotten a number of nods. Didn't he win, didn't he win for uh, uh, the Fugitive? No, I he? think it was a nod. I think he recently won, like in the early 2000s. But the Fugitive, I thought was a nod. But I, I'm not sure. I don't play in the Schmodown. See, I, I have. No, I do have a Schmodown question for. Oh, he, he was he won Best Supporting Actor for yeah for for the Fugitive. Oh, eat it, okay, eat it Coy. Completely wrong. Just wrong. It's right. okay. There I am. Right, wrong. Well, there, there you go. Well, I do have. I will hear. I do have an IG question for y'all since we hear what MCU actor actually had a cameo role in this film in this film mm -hmm. shoot um well it's not nicole kidman nah <laughs> she's she's an aquaman yeah i don't i don't remember as far as it's probably someone super young who who was it john favreau Favreau, where's Favreau in this movie? So Favreau, oh, he walks Favreau, out behind Favreau is, Jim Carrey. Is, is one of he's one of Wayne's assistants. He's one of Wayne's part of Wayne's entourage. And so I was I was looking into it afterward because I saw it in the credits. I was like, what the fuck? He's so, wicked young. Oh, there's there's my third one. So uh, he's super young. It looks like he had some lines and they just cut them. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if he's in the credits, he definitely cut. would have had. There's right. that three hour Schumacher so, cut. Right, so I would not be surprised if he's over in there, but Favreau is behind Val Kilmer, and he's walk and they're, they're walking in while he's assessing what to do Fred. with Ed Nickma. Yeah, 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 and he's he looks. I mean, it looks like Friends era because it's right before he shot Friends. Like it's that exactly. era, John Favreau. Exactly, it was more when he was more oh. focused on acting than he was directing and whatnot. By the way, speaking speaking of that scene, there's a shot, and I'm actually looking at it right now at the moment, but where it zooms in to Wayne Enterprises. It is the worst CGI I have ever seen in a movie. It is, it it looks. There's, they're not even trying to make it. Look, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if I can, you know, whether I'm gonna play. I gotta, I gotta show this clip. It's so, it's so bad. I noticed it like right away. Um, tell me if you guys can, you guys can see it. Yeah. All right, no, let me take yeah. this up. Else. Look how bad this is for everybody watching. It is so bad. They didn't even try it. Are you sure this isn't pre-development? This was the movie. This I don't remember movie. this. This is the movie. It is. It is. It is rottenly bad. Um, hold on. There we go. What for people watching? Just look how bad this is. I mean, it's incredible how. I how noticed, did I miss this? I must have just had yeah. my head down. This it's, is Batman the animated series. It look. I mean, it's it it. This is that's part of the movie. It is. I think Batman the animated series is better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's atrocious. Oh my god. It's dude. atrocious um really really bad but anyway so but that's funny that fabra was in that i didn't i didn't realize that that i feel like that's gonna be i mean a bunch of people will have watched this now or maybe they don't but i feel like that's a good five pointer for this coming year man because i mean he's in the credits so it's not like you know is he actually in the there. credits 
It's yeah, so funny. Yeah, that's I, why I noticed because I was like, that guy looks familiar, but I don't know why. And then in the credits, I saw John Favreau assistant. I was like, what the hell? I'm surprised I never made a uh, a, a a joke about that, like you know, because he's because you have he's worked for both Bruce Wayne and and Tony Stark. Now. Yeah, he's worked for the two parallel right. characters in the universes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's funny. Before but... he was Happy Hogan, he was crappy rogan assisted oh crappy rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i want to workshop that friend it's a work it's a rough draft Dude, he must have he must have um had lines that were cut right yeah, yeah, that's, that's what i was saying it's okay. the, the only thing that makes sense is because you're not going to credit extras like that they'll be put later down as extras he right. definitely had lines that must have gotten snipped yeah. And he also was a decent sized actor at that point. He'd, he'd already done swingers. Yeah, you he'd already see, been, like you can see him like yeah, he's, in he's, right there. Right. he's in the yep. far right. Yep. Yeah, yep. I see. Yep. Wow. Like Favreau was around at that point, so he wouldn't have been an extra. Mm-mm. No, no, he, I mean, he was, and he had done Rudy. He had done a bunch. He'd done a bunch of stuff. So that's that's interesting. Good, good call there. I didn't know. Um, but that whole scene and everything with Ed Bagley, it's it's so it's so stupid. The whole mind thing of what what he's doing. Suck it on your IQ. Rip it off your cortex. Feed off your brain. He's got great Jim Carreyisms. There's stupid movements and dances that he does through it, and like, what is he? There's one moment. Jim Carrey can get me, man. Like, there's a like, just there's, there's certain moments that he just can get me. Like, in, in the Truman Show is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie, and he, he does something similar in Truman Show. He's walk. Do you guys know the movie well enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he, when he first starts to realize what's going on, he walks out, and there's a guy just painting a, or changing an awning or something, and Jim Carrey just slaps him in the ass with his briefcase and runs, and it is totally improv there's no way he didn't he had to have improv that right because it but the extra actually plays off very well um but he does stuff like that in, in this movie whether he's these big mo- moments that he has or these faces that he has and at the time in 95 i get why you would leave with jim carrey i mean i i, I get it it doesn't have to be a batman movie you can make it a jim carrey movie so did but you what guys- a crazy cast especially in 95 you got val kilmer in his heat top gun like, you know, Top Gun was a few years ago, but he's still in his prime. He's about to do, yeah. like, some of the biggest movies. And, I mean, that's why he took over Michael Keaton. You've got Tommy Lee Jones he, he after. He just done the doors. He just done the doors in, in 91. So, like, this is everyone at their most. And this is when movie yeah. stars actually sold tickets. This is when, like, you would actually get $20 million when you'd actually open a Friday. Like, the 90s was that last bastion of movie stardom. So, if you look at this cast, it's pure. I mean, Drew Barrymore plays someone that has five that's lines. Right. That's right. Debbie it's Major. Just- yeah, Debbie Mazur, Drew Barrymore, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kim, and John Favreau, Val Kilmer, Nicole, uh, like Ed yes. Bagley. Honestly, even Ed Bagley, I know it's small. Bagley, but like, was, Bagley was around, been around Bagley, forever. I'm sorry, everyone's been he's been around forever. Like, and so yeah. he, and, and that whole scene, I like the idea. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, there, the difference between me watching both the second and the third is that there is it, it's consistent in tone. From from the second it starts to the end of it, it never shifts in tone. From the you know, minus those two scenes you're talking. Yeah, there's about. two scenes of therapy that feel like what? Right, but that's just the scene itself. It doesn't. The tone of the movie doesn't really shift. Alfred, I think, is actually great again in in this one. But it's the same repeated beats is the difference. What I will give Batman Returns and Batman eighty nine is that they both are moving the needle with the story in a different direction. Right. This this is more with Batman. We're not learning anything new. He's still he's messed up, and now he in the the thing. I guess the difference is that he sees himself in Robin, so he works with Robin. Uh, so any, uh, that stuff didn't didn't is nothing nothing new. And and focusing on the Riddler, that's what that's the 
I guess the negative of just focusing on the movie star, you come up with this cockamamie cartoon thing of why the Riddler and Two Face are working together and, right. and brainwaves and all that. It's you're, who but said I, it? Yes, it's well, the '66 Batman. Well, no, for sure, it's '66 Batman. I mean, th- I think there's a couple reasons. I think why this film sticks with me. I mean, one for whatever reason, I guess I my favorite Batman villain has tended to be the Riddler, um, and so I think as a kid because. It, Carrie is playing it up Carrie style. It, it really resonates for a child. But like the reason why the Riddler has always been so interesting, he's the one that is constantly really pushing Bruce mentally to his limits, like yeah. trying to figure stuff out. So that was always interesting. And then the other half of this is that for me, my favorite superhero for the longest time wasn't actually Batman. It was Robin because it's like as a child, you're like, oh, a, a kid's doing this. And right. then he becomes his own man and does this. So I was more invested in Dick Grayson the entire time. And that's why this movie really sticks with me super hard. Sure. Because this is one of, what, three iterations we get of, of Robin. I don't really count the Dark Knight Rises one. That, that's, that, yeah, that was that's that's stupid. Yeah, stupid. Um, we get this next film. And then that's pretty much it as far as live action, unless there's something I'm missing. If you want to count Titans, but I'm not even really talking about that. you know. So um, Do you do Kung Fu Laundry now, though? That's the question. Oh, all the time, bro. Every time Let's I'm putting see. my shirt to the dryer. <laughs> I remember it being stupid back then, and it was even worse now. It is. I they just have- like I love the I love the motorcycle scene as much as I hate the laundry scene because the the motorcycle yeah. scene is a great Batman scene. The laundry scene is like 1995, being cool. Look at my earring. I'm Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I, I, I want to know how that was pitched, right? I want to know like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Where there's storyboards, it's gonna, look, it's gonna look so cool. He's like, I don't know, dude. I'm kicking, I'm kicking a sweater. It makes it makes film sense for this reason and this reason only. You have to explain quickly how Dick Grayson can immediately go into helping Batman fight crime and not be like, "I'm going to actually train you before you're allowed to go outside." That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the same. It's the same thing that I had the issue I had with um, with Kate Bishop right in uh, in in Hawkeye. Just like okay, you can fight, you know, but like it's a different it's a different animal once you're in the game. Right. And and it, but the, I think the difference with those two series, if I'm going to say, because especially in 1995, by the time you get to the, the uh, things happening in this movie animated, they're not trying to play on any realism whatsoever. It's like whatever at this point, it's, you know, it's it's there's there's a lot going on that is just so ridiculous. But I think, like I said, I, if you watch this movie, just like a pure animated film, it's pretty hard not to enjoy it. And I feel like the goon use is better in this one than the other two. Like, there's always yeah. goons with the villains. And I mm-hmm. like that Robin fought the goons out of costume. I like that Batman's able to handle them. Like, because yeah. if Batman can fight supervillains, he shouldn't be able to have struggle with goons. So I like that in this one, they had Robin fight him. I also like that, like I said last week, I love that it's like a Linkin Park music video. It looks like the, the first LP video. Like that crazy black light neon. Like, yeah, it's really yeah. 90s in a way that I really dig. Well, even when uh, they, and they I think show it works. up. You know, when they show up to, when he first he steals the the yeah, Batman Batman and, and, like, and all those gang. Mm-hmm. it's like it, it's it's so over the top but yet it's still fun to watch i don't know it's and i think i and especially where i think it's the same kind of argument for we even for all of us all three of us we bring in that nostalgia to this movie someone watching it for the first time you know who maybe grew up on the nolan movies or or on or really started to get into the Affleck Batman, and then you hit this one for the first time. I, I don't know. I don't know how how you respond to it. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe there's some people that go, "I would love that." I I got because there were a lot of people Koi, that commented back. They wanted to see that kind of campy, cheesy Batman. I was about to speak to that. Is like they've had more than we've had though. Like as someone who likes dark Batman, we've had yeah. the Nolans, 
we've now had an Affleck with Batman no, Superman, kind of Justice League. Yeah. So that'd be five. They got well, four of these campy well, six, and Adam six, West. Six, including the, the the new one coming out. Well, yeah. When we get like that's the tiebreaker. I'm just saying, as far as like which Batman on screen, yeah. you've got way more campy up until recently. Right. We only recently got the Stark Batman. So everyone complaining they want campy Batman, go watch Adam West. You've got a whole series and a movie. Go watch these four movies. You've got way more camp. I want Dark Batman. Because to me, that's the character. And these movies aren't negated by Pattinson existing. That's the thing I don't understand right. about people being upset about reboots and sequels. Your movie doesn't go away. You want campy? Insert DVD. Well, Open HBO yes. Max. Yeah. Go well, crazy. Look, I don't know if you guys know this, but I can see the future. I don't know if you knew that. I can. I can. Yeah, I knew there were going to be four teams left. And there's four teams left in the playoffs. And I even said it last week. There are four teams left. But there are four teams left. I was right. I was right. That means that only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. It is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You got to bet just $5. And what do you get? You get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience a conference championship with same game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you win. DraftKings, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whatever you want. That's awesome. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. You got to uh, use promo code BIGTHING and you get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. You have to bet just $5 and you win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code BIGTHING for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You have to be 21 or older. They're new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, so real quick, I, I don't know if you guys knew this. Schumacher actually directed the Kiss from a Rose music video. Did he? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. And it, so, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. It all makes sense. It all ties into all the commercial. They probably said to him, yeah. It, this was a thousand percent Warner Brothers being like, we're going to milk this for every penny because it did top, it top the charts. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you had that. That's why, like you said, it was everywhere. It was all over the radio. It was all over music videos, it's all movie, that kind of stuff. It's movie of the year. It was, it, was, yeah. it was massive. It was a massive film. And it was because it was that change in tone. And it was that. And remember. Where you're at in 1995, you're only, whatever it is, 30 years removed from, when was the last Adam West Batman? 66. Was that the last? (laughs) But on the series, I thought it was when it started. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, in other words, I know that number stands. That might be when it started. I thought that's when either it started or when the movie came out. But but either way, whenever, let's let's hypothetically say the 70s, right? Let's say say 1970. It's split hair. Still 25 years. 25 it's six it's, 68 yeah it went yeah. to 68 suppose 20 between 25 and 27 years that's not that it's it's far enough removed for people remembering it and saying oh i remember that kind of tone in the studio going you know people are over the dark kind of fish-eating mayor kind of guy how about this what if we bring joel schumacher in and then we make it brighter and fun and we make it just like the the, the campy thing it because those executives that were in that room at that time probably grew up on the damn thing and probably you know what's crazy we're further away from Batman Forever than Batman Forever was from my point. Batman 66. But that's my point. And it's been 27 years since Batman right. Forever. Right. And I think the executives who at that point were 
and and look look at the maybe some of the executives who made venom were like why don't we shift it up do more of that kind of 90s batman forever kind of fun stuff where it's because it, venom isn't as goofy as batman forever but you but it's got that 90s feel and like like when we grew up as kids man the 90s movies boom 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 and it's like that's probably the conversation that happened in that room with we lost money because losing money yeah. Back then, is even worse than it than it was it is now. I mean, losing money always sucks, obviously, when you're especially for the execs. But like at that point, the the, mo- the movie business was the only thing. There were no streamings. There was there there was right. like that was the only, that was the game. That was the game was was movies. And so if you miss one mo- mo- movie from Batman Returns from '89, game change, game change, gotta change it, gotta change it. And the plan actually worked monetarily. For, for right. forever, there's no doubt about it. No, it, it a thousand percent did. Again, the, you know, Batman Returns, like you said, did fine. This did much better. Um, the fact, and, and I and I and I bank off of my own feelings about Robin. I guarantee you, they did the same thing for kids. When you said talk about selling toys, they you didn't need to introduce both the Bat Plane and the Bat Boat. They literally did nothing. Right. They blew up. That's what they did. (laughs) But I had both those toys. They introduced them so you could get all the Bat vehicles. And they were awesome. I had them both. You had to get Sonar Batman. What did his Sonar actually do? His Sonar didn't do shit, but they did it because now you get some... If you look, look like the animated series, dude. If you're looking at it, if you're looking at it as far as like if you're doing a business study on trying to make a profit from your last to your to your next. It's genius. It's genius inside of how it's making money, not as far as quality goes and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, hey, we want to sell toys. We want to get sponsor, sponsor, sponsors. And we want to. What do we need? Spend the money, spend the 15 mil or 20 million on Jim Carrey. We'll make hand over fist anyway and all the marketing and everything that we do anyway. Plus the fact that he's in the movie, more people are going to know about the commercials. Yeah, put a bat plane in there. Put a put a, a bat boat, you know, whatever. Have Batman talk about fast food in the beginning of it. Who cares? Let's go over the top here, boys. We need to make our money back. And that's exactly what they did. Well, and, well, and that's, that's what's scary about Batman and Robin because then you ramp it up because now you're introducing Batgirl. So now you got multiple different suits there. You we're going right. to get to all that. You multiple different vehicles that we've never seen before but they just yeah. made them up <laughs> like, yeah, but by, by the time you got to that was the problem though you yeah. got you can get away with that once because yeah, the success of forever really messed us up for robin you can yeah. get away with it once because if you don't if, if it goes too because and it also batman forever had enough of that cartoon vibe with an actual through yes. line and it was batman and robin is just throw all of that away and just go for the commercials and the stupid jokes and the puns and put arnold in there he'll be as big as jim and arnold was on his way down at that and point thurman and you know and alicia silverstone yeah, who both at the, t- no, yeah, at the time at the time yeah yeah so it just it just but i th- th- this film in particular i get what you're saying yes like if we're just talking about sh- which i wanted to show you all this I, have you guys been to the uh to the uh, oscar museum yet not yet no. No, dude. So they have an entire, they it's it's open and they have an entire section in like the kind of special effects sci-fi area just to Batman Returns. So like they have, so they have like the what the penguin knows the 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 prosthetic they have there. Um, it's kind of hard to see because I hold on. It's going through your bookshelf. Why don't you just send them to you? Just text him and I'll put it. I'll put it on the screen. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. You know what I did like? What I really liked about this, and I didn't. I don't think I ever picked up on it before. If I did, I just maybe just wasn't in the geek space hanging out with Coy and Winston. (laughs) But but I love that there's like a Metropolis mention. Yeah, they mentioned Metropolis. It was it's just a throwaway line, but it's like okay, that exists here. What I didn't find consistent was they 
was this i mean it was connected to batman 89 and in the next and returns because same alfred same uh, pat they mentioned catwoman wait They but he said her. you've never been in love before, and yet you've been in love twice, twice. my guy. That's what I mean. Twice. <laughs> he, said, he said that, and then he also said, uh, "This is the first time I'm I'm ever telling anybody this." And so maybe yeah. they could have a Catwoman in this universe, but not Michelle Pfeiffer and my multiversal Alfred theory. I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess I mean, I guess he's the J.K. Simmons of the Batman's. He's the constant. He's the he's the anchor. Yeah, if there was look, what they could have done, they could have done a full on. Um, multiverse type of thing the same way that no way home did connecting all this together but from what the reports are is that the flash is just paying attention to burton's batmans and they're they're ignoring schumacher well and affleck comes in um but i'm just mean out of these out of these, oh, oh, from sure, these, out of these. well okay so there's a couple things that like stuck out of my mind i mean one it was very uncharacteristic of bat like if he ha- if his back is against the wall he will just say who he is to end the thing. I thought it was very unrealistic that just because Harvey had a bomb, he immediately goes, Harvey, I'm Batman. I'm like, right, no, right. Dude, seconds. no, no, dude. You didn't know all that was all that. Yeah. That was just like, yeah, he can do it. Why? And no one will hear him anyway. They don't, they weren't thinking about the voices. <laughs> they were just, they, they just wanted to let us know, Hey, it's loud in there. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and I just, Robin, yeah, Robin flipping around at the top and seeing his there was even that should have been a little more tragic than it really was. Yeah, and it was the, very. Cam- I mean, it's a campy movie, but they definitely were like, look at their faces for six seconds of they're slightly upset. Okay, I'm moving on. Yep. Uh, oh, Winston, Winston, what was your other thing? You said you had you had a couple things. Yeah. I'm trying to. Okay, it was it was that, and then we were talking about Selena and oh oh, why does everyone know who this dude is? Everyone knows who Batman is. Every single villain figures out who the hell he is. Every love interest figures out who the hell he is. Like, the whole crew, which is why you essentially, I guess, have to murder everyone because they all figure out who Batman is. That's how Batman solves crime, is that people figure it out, gotta wipe them out. They're not coming back. That's the Joker (laughs) problem solved. It's over, they're gone. Because, what, Two-Face dies, and then Jim Carrey, or or Loretta loses, loses his mind and thinks he's Batman. Penguin's dead. Oh, if this our first is the same and only Arkham. Joker's first, dead. Dude, our first and only Arkham. We don't see yeah. Arkham anywhere else in oh, yeah. any other I, live iteration. I I like that a lot. And and but again, how much of a Jim Carrey moment was that? And he's like, I'm Batman. You know, like that. <laughs> I did that for years as a kid. Yeah, whenever I'd, yeah. I'd just flapping yep. around the house. It's, yep. It's it's great. And I and I like I said, I I absolutely love a lot of the Jim Carreyisms in here. But it's you know it's there's. The Ed, the Edward Nigma, and you can tell they shot it at different times because of his hair, you know, and which has got the big floppy Jim Carrey hair at, at, at one point in the 90s hair. I love when he's and doing he, the Val Kilmer and he puts the mole on at the party and he's yeah, just how's like, my mole? The- yeah. <laughs> how's my mole? That was so good. That was great. And well, he does the stuff that he does and like the little the movements when he's blowing up the, the all the bad stuff. And like it's that's what I meant when it's that's really when I said. As I was watching that, I was like, "Yeah, this is a pure cartoon." Because even they throw in the sound effects. Like, oh, Boing! the sound design is insane! Yeah. They gave him like three different sound in that one baseball sequence. The movie's if, nuts. If you ever need a confirmation that this is the this based off of the '66 ones, you just watch that scene where he's running around blowing things up, and and but John, Tommy Lee Jones does annoy me throughout this movie though, because he's he's Jim Carrey at least the character of Edward Nigma. You, you, he's essentially the same characters. Say Jamie Fox is Electro and an amazing Spider-Man too. They both have the, they both want to impress the our our hero, and they both 
feel slighted by the hero. Uh, although I think that Jamie Foxx's motiva- motivation and his kind of mental health plays more into me believing it than in this. Like he's just kind of, they don't really show, he's just a lunatic. Like he's just a pure lunatic where he's sitting down and he says, uh, oh, you don't like my idea? I'll show you. Nothing happens to him. He doesn't fall in acid like Jack Napier. He doesn't get abandoned by his parents like the penguin. He doesn't, you know, get eaten by 75 cats and get supernatural powers. He he is just a lunatic. And it's, it's, even even Tommy Lee Jones has got acid poured in his face. Yeah. I feel like the more he gets crazier because he gets all the it, too much yes, IQ. Sure. No, for sure. Yes, but initially, I, initially. But I, I want to I want to talk to you because a lot of the, the origin with the Riddler is just kind of that he gets slighted by a boss. It's not always at Wayne Tech, but he gets slighted by a boss, and he is very intelligent and extremely narcissistic. So then he kind of starts to go into this psychotic place where he'll just kill people. But what doesn't didn't quite ring to me, but I guess it technically makes sense if he feels slighted by Wayne because Wayne fired him. It's the idea that he's giving the riddles to Bruce Wayne and not to Batman. You know what I'm saying? Because normally, it, like he's leaving. I guess you know, he's normally leaving the clues for Batman to kind of figure his shit out. So that I think it's because he wants to prove that he's better than Wayne, not that he's right. better than Batman. I think he's right. trying to prove yeah. he's smarter than Wayne, which is yeah. why they're directed at him. Which works for the movie versus the comic. I yeah, think. yeah, no, that's true. Because it's an ego thing. The whole thing is about, and that's what Nygma's so fun because it's an ego. Like that's why I'm really excited for what Dano does against Pattinson's ego. Is is what drives the character to me is thinking he's better than others. And like I think in this case they they narrowed it down to Val Kilmer versus Jim Carrey in that in that battle. And I think it's really smart casting to cast someone like Jim Carrey opposite Val Kilmer because VK is so composed and poised, and obviously Jim Carrey's pure madness. So the intelligence in different directions really worked for me. I wonder how those two got along too. Um, I don't. I don't remember hearing anything about it. I'm sure there's reports on it, but the only reason I asked that is because Val Kilmer wanted to be the level of star that Jim Carrey was, and 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 didn't get it. And and when you, I mean, he 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 became a, a big star. There's no doubt about it. He just didn't have the same. We're talking sure. mega star versus big star, you know. Right. And and when you and I'm sure, as Jim Carrey just said in that interview, when you're interviewing, is you're the star of that movie, and like. Batman was, as Coy said before, Batman has at that point had never been the star of the movie. That's why has it was so Batman funny Dark ever been a, has Batman, Batman be- ever been Batman a star? Begins. Batman Begins maybe is the only one because because even Dark Knight, that's Joker, bro. Heath Ledger runs that. And everyone shit. complaining about that. I'm like, watch the other four movies. At that point, it had been that. At that point, it had been a villain plus Batman show. So I didn't understand that complaint. But I do think we're gonna get. A Batman-centric universe with the the Batman, the the Matt Reeves I universe. Think, I think is going to be. Think, yeah, but I think they're really going to go pretty heavy on uh, on on Riddler. Because, oh, they're going to go I, multiple rogues. I, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of rumors of beyond just the ones we know about. There's a lot of villains introduced here, oh. but I think that's going to work because we're so invested in Batman. So, by the way, I I mentioned to you guys, and I can, and I think the audience knows, Bobby Moynihan's coming on the big thing. I taped the episode with him yesterday, and we were talking about the Penguin, and dude, he had me dying. He's just like. He's like, ah, I don't know, Colin Farrell's uh, as Penguin. He goes, give it to a fat guy, will you? <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so good. He's just like enough with the pretty people. It was uh, hilarious. Bobby Moynihan is, I love that dude. I had such a great conversation with him. I can't wait for everybody to check it out. It'll be it'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for that one at all. But I, I, 
I, I, yeah, I mean, just some of the other stuff just about this film, I think that that really stuck out to me. We got we got a decent amount more action. I mean, I know returns, we got a lot of the fights, but they tended to be kind of like one off, like just pull a grappling hook, set someone on fire with the Batmobile. This time we got to see Batman like scrapping with people, which was yeah, there was some, cool there was some, there was some fun fights, and it's you what you can't take away from this movie is energy. Like this movie has a lot of energy. And well, the it, opening with the Tommy Lee Jones acid that that whole vat yeah, of acid, like that was more big action than we got in any first act of the other two. That was a third action, third act set piece, which I thought was yeah. really smart because then, like you said, the act the action stays up, the energy stays up from that point on. Yeah, I mean it 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 moves, and the stuff with Robin, where Robin comes in and Batman's like drowning in sand, and and he and he comes and saves him, and. Their, their dynamic and everybody at the one that one point i guess they asked uh tim burton i think they asked him a couple times about will robin be in the movies i don't think tim burton ever wanted to put robin in it and then you know like you got to put him you got to put him in this one everybody wants to see robin is going back to that whole conversation with the 66 stuff and and what with burt ward you know and and how um even an, I was going to say, even the animated series. So remember, the animated series uses the theme from 89 and Returns. The okay. da -da 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 -da. And so, okay. like, they had, they had already built out that lore where Robin was now on screen. So I guarantee you the studio was like, Robin is killing it for the animated series, let alone the 60s. You have to find a way to bring him in. I mean, um, Wayans still makes money off of being cast as Robin and that's being on screen. Wild. Like, that's to this so day, wild. Didn't he get cast yeah. twice? Yeah, Wayans gets residual checks from both movies today. And, like, wow, he's not on screen. Because <laughs> wow. that's how bad the studio wanted Robin. He was in Yo, the cast. The wow. fact that Robin was also going to be black is kind of wild, can't. too. In the, in the 90s? In the 90s of all times? That's absolutely oh. wild. Well, we're going to have Black Two-Face. We're going to have Black Robin. Like, they actually, you know, they were there. And it's, it is rough for me to see this movie go, what if Robin's white and Two-Face is white? Like, well, when they had set up... But, but wait, but here's a question also, too, with, with Billy D. Williams going off to that, they, they setting it up. I wonder at that point what was going on with Billy D. if they ever made a, a – well, I can tell you right now as I answer my own question. They, they could get Tommy Lee Jones who just won the Oscar, supporting Oscar for The Fugitive. And like, what if we switch it up at this point? he's not, He wasn't even in the second movie. They could switch up and it's a – but they kept Pat Hingle – and they, they kept, kept the supporting cast other than like if Batman Pat Hingle was terrible time. though, man. Pat Hingle, not terrible. He, the 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 usage of of Commissioner Gordon was worthless. Worthless. He's just he, at one. Wait, here's the other reason. Uh, it made no sense. Bruce Wayne gets bonked on the head. They could have shot him in the head, and for some some reason Riddler goes make him suffer. We, I get it. With the, you want to play the game at the end because you're a cartoon villain. Fine. Um, but and who built that trap with all the question marks in it? Oh, what laborers did you hire? I was thinking the same thing. But the other the other, <laughs> the other thing is so the bat signal is on, and and Commissioner Gordon goes ah I don't know, maybe turn it off. He's not coming. And then Batman comes in, gives him the stupid thumbs up as he's flying away in the bat thing. And but well, first of all, if, if you knew oh, what, shit, with the Batman chair, I didn't even see that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but coincidentally, well, if if the commissioner knew that the Riddler and Two Face were, were were doing all this stuff, well, where were you at the mansion? Where where was where? How what, how did he find out about? It? Did Alfred call him and go, "Hey, we just got robbed over here. Don't do anything. Just throw the bat signal up." Like who's what, why? How did he's he not a good commissioner? He trusts how, Batman. How did he know? How did he know that, that that anything was going on? Plus, he's like, "Yeah, you go get him. You're vigilante. I'm not sending any of my people." We Bro, haven't talked about saw, the. He, th 
He gets it. He saw the island. There's a giant green right. light. He's like, bro, we ain't touching that with a 40 foot pole. That's super mill no. shit. I don't mess with super no. shit. I'll be over we'll, here. We'll do it if these two idiots don't don't make it. I think the best <laughs> moment we haven't talked about is when Nicole Kidman's going back and forth between Bruce and Bats, and then yeah. he's leaving the place and she's just turned down Batman, and the worst smile in cinema history happens. I love that smile. <laughs> under the cowl. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so Val Kilmer is like one of the most handsome people in history, and they made him a duck. Like, how yeah. did that smile occur? Wait, when when did that happen? So after he, after yeah, he goes to, he goes to tell Chase. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I got, you know, I'm gonna let her choose. Oh, when she chooses Bruce, and he just goes. Yeah, he gives, he gives that smile. I, I I love that scene, but it's it's a, <laughs> a lot of it. I mean, even you know, there's there's a lot. I mean, the stuff. Yes, you mentioned Drew Barrymore. This is also mid '90s. The fact that it was just like, hey, Drew, you want to be in Batman? It's not like a massive part. Sure, I'll be in Batman. Why not? That's what it seemed like. And that's what the Batman does with movies. If you look at every Bat cast, it is this beautiful that year in cinema, the right. biggest names. And that's what this 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 one we're getting this year is. Look at like Colin Farrell, Paul Dano. But they're going a lot more with the intellectual driven. They're going a lot more of like, we don't have movie stars like we did in the 90s, but we've got these incredible powerhouse actors. So it's actually really cool to see all these supporting forces of nature gathered around the Batman instead of just getting the shiniest objects. Agreed. Yeah, it went so good. I, I mean, you still sort of get it. If I'm looking at Begins right now, Ken Watanabe, I mean, you have the obvious, you know, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, but Ken Watanabe's in there. Uh, you throw in uh, you know, Morgan Freeman. Like, yeah, it really is just kind of like, yeah. You, it's you, always you really the biggest do get people, people of to... the time. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, look at the way they change tone, it's more about Oscar. Sure. It's more about, it's not about, the, the I think Pattinson is one of the best actors working. So I know a lot of people are going to be like, but Pattinson is just a pretty boy. Like it's, They didn't cast him because he was Twilight. They yeah. cast him because of the rover and because of Good Time. But look, and as we get into the Nolan movies, which were, were coming up after Batman and Robin, is that it's the same conversation that these producers had with after Batman Returns, but just the opposite side of it, right? It's like, hey, we've been out of this thing. Batman's been gone for so long. We got to bring Batman back. And people are starting to really push more. So since since X Men and everything too, people are really starting to. What do we do? Well, no one's got to take, you know. And he right. just done this and that. So, and there, he wants to go more serious. He wants to go like Burton serious. No, even more serious. Like making it dramatically. There's no supernatural stuff in it. It could be fun. Could be interesting. All right, well, don't make the budget too big, but make it big enough. And then that was the right strategy. So that's all. We I'm owe at. that movie so much. Batman Begins. We owe so much. So much. And we'll get into that and and more once we get into those Nolan movies. I'm excited to talk about those. But for this one, I think you know the, the you also have to have that chemistry. If you look at it. Or, wrestling or whatever the 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 heel and the baby face have to be on the same page and they got to make each other work and i do think that jim carrey and bill kilmer had some fun moments together in this movie especially the mole scene i liked them maskless i liked them facing off that scene was so great i thought yeah it was good I, I, it may just be me i really enjoy val kilmer as bruce in me this too. me too like a lot oh, yeah. um well, maybe that's great uh, maybe, maybe more so, like definitely more so than Christian Bale. Probably more so than Ben Affleck because that felt more Ben Affleck than anything. Though I think Ben Affleck did a great job. I think I still maybe edge out Keaton a little bit, but I think Val Kilmer just like when he needed to like be Bruce, I thought he did a great job with it. Yeah, you know the other thing though I meant to bring up to you guys was that the one thing I think that people do all the time, and it's and it bothers me as a music lover, scores and composers are always disregarded as how important scores are for film like especially in in the movie 
uh, hierarchy, if you will, the business. Like you look at what Perlmutter was doing forever and just basically getting rid of Silvestri and and, and thank God once he left Feige, made, those came back, right? Because it's so, you want to you want to associate the themes. That's why still to this day, as great as Hans Zimmer's score was for Superman, you're never going to get past the John Williams one. And it's almost why I wish that it would, like they would have bought it just for Superman and they just use it for every Superman from, from now until forever. Cause it's so synonymous with Superman that you just tie it in a different way. If your tone works a different way, cause they did it. They, there was a YouTube channel that combined the Zimmer score with uh, Williams and it worked wonderful. And the flip side is that Elfman score should have been used, especially with, with, um, you know, uh, Burton as a composer. They they did that, but they did this specifically. I don't know if you remember the part where where uh, uh, Two Face sets uh, Batman on fire and he has the cape. There is the you hear the na 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 na. You hear da da like the that like that's just not, to, yeah, that, that's that. I'm talking about the Burton one. The Tim. I mean, no, the, I, the, I, the, the, I understand that, but I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying, I'm saying you don't use Elfman here because again, they're focusing on this being more like the '66. Right, that's right. that's they're separating. Uh, under- uh, that's and that's ultimately why they did it. I'm just saying uh, why they did it com- going with their plan, it made sense. I'm just saying that we were so used to that theme in general, and it's a different tone from Elfman to this. And maybe Elfman didn't want his music in there, I don't know. But I just love the idea of tying a superhero or, or a hero in general to that theme because when it when you hear it, you just it does something to you, you know, and even as bad as that, that silly ass, the first, uh, the, not the Snyder cut, the first cut of it, when they use that, those themes, that was one of the few things I missed from, yeah. from that cut. Um, I do think yeah. the new Giancino score is going to be as iconic and tied to this Batman. I think it makes sense to get a new score for this yeah. Batman because well, it's such a different tone, but I, I love it. that theme. I get it. Yeah, and I, I think that I, I'll even push back against my own thing that, I, that it should never change because, I mean, I love Zimmer's Batman and fit for that tone. I just, I don't know. It's just the kind of the score nerd in me that I, that once the composer comes up with the theme, they should own it. Right. It should be, it should be that person. I think with each Batman, it changes like the actor changes. So I, I you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Pattinson's deserved the Giancino score because it's darker. So I guess the only argument that I could really, because I'm, I'm not going to push back in somebody who's like, Oh, I don't agree with you. I, I get it. But what I, what I would say though, the only difference between say Nolan and Pattinson and even Affleck, right. Is, they weren't connected to this Burton universe. The this movie was. This movie was mm-hmm. connected. Movie I see the same. So yeah, no, that's, that's that's more so why I, it threw me off because we're trying. You have the same Alfred and the same commissioner and all that, but you're not. You're going. You're still going so far away from it that is it connecting? Is it a multiverse? I don't know. So hopefully, Flashpoint tells us. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they knew. I think they were just trying to pretend that everything because because what they but they lost both Keaton and Burton. They both were like. Because if I'm not mistaken, Burton was the one that cast Marlon and was trying to get Marlon and and Billy D to be in forever. Oh, okay. And then once you switch to Schumacher, recasting happened for for both Two Face and Robin, and that's where you end up with Tommy Lee Jones and O'Donnell. So yeah, Keaton was pretty clear on the fact that he wasn't going to come back if Burton didn't come back. That was that was so. where yeah. So and and now I wonder I wonder what I'd love to hear what changed. You know, for mm-hmm. Keaton all those years later, especially after like Birdman. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Birdman and Spider-Man. It's interesting how much right. he's tied into the, the superhero mythos in all new ways. Well, but Birdman specifically because it, it, it takes a crack at superhero. Oh, directly. Yeah. Like so so directly. And him. So um, anyway, but it, it, Val Kilmer, also, we, we know that he didn't have a great experience because he doesn't come back for Batman and Robin. I don't even know who he was asked. 
I don't know if he was asked. I'm not sure. I don't I don't know the full story. Probably have to do a little research on that before we get to next week because there's some talk on it in the documentary. It seemed like he had a pretty rough time. It seemed like him and yeah. Schumacher kind of butt heads for a long time. It didn't yeah, but I'll tell you, um the bad news for me was that I started I was like as I mentioned to you, started watching Batman and Robin. I was like, Well, at least it's only like an hour and a half. That movie's two hours long. It's two hours long. It's a two hour long movie. And like for that, that's gonna be that's like chugging Pepto Bismol, man. For there's, like there's there there are some moments that like you will probably enjoy a little bit but you're right overall it is it is as a child once again i loved it but as i've seen it at older ages i'm like jesus i love some crap when i was a child it's bad I, I watched the first 10 minutes of it. it's like like i said with this one the comparison is it's not even the same like the, the like there's the overall tone of what this movie wants to be, the, the Batman Forever, you get on board with it. It has a story. This this is just, I mean, it's sledgehammer, when, sledgehammer to the balls type stuff. When when you also consider that Mister Freeze is again one of the smarter, one of the more serious villains that 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 a lot of times Batman and Freeze have like a loose allyship based on if it will help Victor save his wife he'll do right. what he has to do if it can help save his wife and they made him just full cartoon pun so over just the over the oh top, and man. uma like poison ivy's a brilliant character and they just uh, made her like yeah dude oh my god i'm, <laughs> I'm curious now that's gonna and go bane is bane is a, a, is a, a psychological and intelligence he's in that. batman and, and he's Bruce just Wayne is he doesn't like the disrespect to bane will not stand like i'm really worried yeah. about because i love that's, bane and that's yeah. so that's coming up soon. But before we get the hell out of here, I did get those pictures. Here's one of those from Winston. Oh, yeah. So dope. that's of that's of Cobblepot Manor. Um, yeah. so they, they they have all of that there. Um, and yeah, they have they have a full like layout where they kind of explain that. That is the prosthetic. I'm sorry, it's a little blurry. That's a prosthetic of uh the nose for penguin that uh that Danny DeVito had on. And then this is in uh the the red the story, the rendering they did uh when they were making the film of the Batcave. So you can kind of see so there the cool. different the different areas, and it's there's a lot more. I just was like, I can't take Pretty every great. photo here, but you, if you're in LA, I cannot recommend the Oscar Museum enough, especially okay. if you can go in the next month or two. They're get uh, they have a whole floor dedicated to Miyazaki that's gonna go away in a couple of months, well, but it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. All right, well, thank you everybody. Thank you to Winston and Coy for Batman Forever. And make sure next week you check us out for Batman and Robin. Then after that, we're going to do the Nolan films. And then we will be seeing the Batman, all three hours of it, doing a big, long conversation here. Um, I'm so curious on how, I mean, because like we said, when we did our Spider-Man one, that one was our, it's still to this day, our highest viewed uh, big thing episode that we've done. I'm curious if ba the Batman will will get close. I'm very curious. So that will be coming out once we see it. And don't forget, please show a little class. Will you subscribe? And, and, and if you want to show an ounce, then you just hit the notification button. That's all you got to do. Join the Patreon today. You go to patreon.com slash S-E-N live. Do it. And let the English see you do it. Um, Hey, before I go, it's funny. I've been I've been telling the audience to to show a little, right? Show a little class and hit the hit the button. And most people are getting it and they're laughing at it. And you know, there were some people in, uh, commenting, and uh, I just showed a little. I, sh I finally showed an ounce of class. I saw a comment that came in, guys. I laughed my ass off. Guy wrote, "Fuck you for telling people to show some class." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I it took every bit of me. Wow. Not to, it took every bit of me for not to not write back. No class. <laughs> but I didn't. I just, I just left it alone. But uh, 
but but it was I, I I'm I will be lying to you if I wasn't sitting there for about twenty to thirty seconds laughing at that. I thought it was there. <laughs> Fuck wow. you. Wow. Show some class. He's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, I'm mad at myself that I didn't screenshot it. Stupid. Um, anyway, that's there's the, still time. Uh, it's it was, forever. There is still time. Uh, there is forever. forever. That's Batman forever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining <laughs> us today. Koji Andrew, Winston A. Marshall, and me. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Peace.